0: To the Movies Past and Present podcast. It's April 16th, 2021, and this is episode 68. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the Crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just on my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. New in theaters this week, well, actually, it was last week. Sorry, this movie opened up on April 9th. Is an action thriller called Voyagers. It's from Lionsgate. It's written and directed by Neil Berger. And the description goes something like this. With the future of the human race at stake, a group of young men and women bred for intelligence and obedience embark on an expedition to colonize a distant planet. But when they uncover disturbing secrets about the mission... They defy their training and begin to explore their most primitive natures. As life on the ship descends into chaos, they're consumed by fear, lust, and the insatiable hunger for power. Uh, this film stars Ty Sheridan, Lily Rose Depp, uh, Fionn Whitehead, Shantae Adams, um, and Colin Farrell, among others. I think Colin Farrell is kind of like the sole adult, and the rest of these are all kind of young adult or in their early 20s. Um, I thought this film looked pretty lousy. I saw the trailer, but that's uh you know, anyway, that's just me. But uh uh Voyagers is rated PG 13 by the Motion Picture Association for violence, some strong sexuality, bloody images, a sexual assault, and brief strong language. Um, also coming to the theaters in the next few days. This is just one to save the date for is uh, the next entry in Turner Classic Movies' big screen classic series. Uh, They are re-releasing the biopic La Bamba. Uh, La Bamba was made in 1987, and it's the story of uh, Mexican-American musician Richie Valens. Uh, Valens is played in the film by Lou Diamond Phillips, and I think this movie is really the one that launched his career, or one of, or one of his early films. Um, but Richie Valens, whose real name was Ricardo Valenzuela, um, was from the migrant camps and uh, fruit groves of of uh, California, from the San Joaquin Valley. And um, this 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 movie documents his uh, kind of meteoric rise from. From uh, this farmland to the to uh, the headlines of of, um, of uh, rock and roll at the time, Valens uh, fused Latin sounds and rhythms with um, rock and roll um, with songs like La Bamba, um, Come On Let's Go, Donna. Um, anyway, uh, really, you know, very influential music of the time. Still, you know, fun to listen to course today but um you know spoiler alert this guy this movie's got a sad it's a sad ending because um, Richie Vallon's life was cut short he was killed in the in 1959 in an airplane crash and also in the same airplane crash um, the singer Buddy Holly died um, so anyway um, sad deal but interesting life and uh, as I recall this is an interesting interesting film I think I saw it back in the day. Uh, and so, um, I'm hoping I can get out to the you know, I can mask up and get out of the theater and check out, um, uh, La Bamba in, in theaters. Uh, you know, Turner Classic Movies uh partners with Fathom Events, so you can go to fathomevents.com/slash TCM, click on La Bamba, and then uh, put in your zip code, and it'll tell you all the movie, you know, the movie theaters where it's playing. Usually, you know, so this La is going to be playing on April 18th, 21st, and 22nd. And it kind of depends on the movie and the theater. Sometimes, I mean, it, it just varies. So go go, go check because sometimes the movie plays twice a day. Sometimes it only plays once a day on the days that it's playing again on April 18th, 21st, and 22nd. I've got links to this uh, in the podcast notes on my blog if you want more uh, details about La Bamba. Uh, part of the TCM Big Screen Classics series. All right, for reviews this week, I just wanted to give you a brief review of my experience with Godzilla vs. Kong, which is... You know the big monster movie from Warner Brothers that they've been leading up to with their you know quote unquote monsterverse films, um, the the films leading up to the to this the, the quote unquote monsterverse films were really uneven of uh, to my taste. There was a Godzilla remake that um, you know was was a while one, and it was okay. Um, then, uh, there was Kong Skull Island. I don't know if you saw that, that movie. Um, I thought that was uh, pretty lousy. And then, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, which I thought was really lousy. So my expectations were, 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 um, really low. Uh, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I was just planning on watching this on, on HBO Max. But one of my buddies uh, invited me to go see this in uh, the IMAX theater, the local IMAX theater, and I decided to go, you know, mask up and go. And holy smokes, I'm so glad I did. I mean, this is not Citizen Kane, right? But this movie was so much fun. Uh, they, I think, they just got it right. Uh, it's directed by Adam Wingard. And I think the, two, the things that I, I just smiled the whole time. Now, I do find, I you know, Godzilla movies for me are, are a real guilty pleasure. Um, and I like the original King Kong in particular. But um, I just love those cheesy Godzilla movies so much where, you know, he's walking around and, and Godzilla is just basically, you know, a dude in a rubber suit. Um, this. Though of course it's all done with 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 computer generated imagery and uh, but they aced it. So one of the complaints I have, I guess it you know I'll I'll talk about the CGI <laughs> first. The, the CGI in these previous films, I mean, it was okay, and I'm sure they spent a ton of money on it. But I was particularly frustrated if it, in, with the with this last Godzilla movie, this Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, they, they 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 just never really aced how they were animating this, and and also it was set in all these clouds and fog, so you never could really get a good look at what was going on. And again, I know it's all fake, you know, it's all it's all animated. But um, in Godzilla versus Kong, the fight scene, the the fight animation, I mean, we could call it choreography, right? But it's it's you know really it's, it's animation. They uh, just Nailed it. Uh, you always knew where the monsters were and what was happening. Um, total mayhem. Total destruction. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I was just smiling the whole time. This movie also has a really cool... Um, some extra cool sci-fi elements to it that I just wasn't expecting. And um, I just... For, for me it was a real guilty pleasure and, and 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 i just had an absolute blast at the movie theater now one of the previous times i've been at the movie theater over covid was to see the movie tenant and um you know i probably podcasted about it but wow that was just torture for me uh you know tenant is had some interesting Thinks about it, but I don't know what it was what was going on when, when I when I went to I and mean, I mean, part of it was probably frankly COVID. You know, I was maybe feeling a little uneasy being in the theater. It was in the IMAX. The movie is you know incredibly convoluted. You know, by design. The sound design in Tenant for me was just absolutely terrible, and I absolutely hated the soundtrack too. So I just left Tennant with a big headache, and I just you know. Just wanted to take some Advil and call it <laughs> call it a night. Um this movie though was complete opposite. So same IMAX theater, but but uh pure fun. Uh the crowd was really into it. There were people there in t-shirts, they were either Team Godzilla or Team Kong. And when different things were going on with the, you know, the these fight scenes there was cheering happening. So the environment was I think a lot more fun. That was part of it. But also it's just it's just a fun movie. Uh you know, that that I think just aces it within the genre. And and uh I hope you you know, if you do like these type of movies, I mean if you don't like them, you know, you're probably not gonna like this this particular one. But if you do, I hope you'll give Godzilla vs. Kong a try, because it's it's a total blast. the Academy Awards are happening soon you know it's gonna be Sunday April 25th uh, on the ABC television network and uh, you know the nomination has been out for a bit and of course I've got links I'll have links to those on on the uh, as well as a, a link to the to a uh, PDF that you can download for your uh, Oscar Oscar party <laughs> Your Zoom Oscar party, or whatever you're going to be doing this year. Uh, uh, so, anyway, I finally saw all the best picture nominations. So, I just wanted to go over those again and, and, and just give you a brief rundown on my picks. I, I'm t- I'm really not that great with Oscar picks because, again, you know, you have to like try to think like another person <laughs> as far as you know, trying to anticipate who's going to win. Or and in this case, as a, trying to think like another group of people. I mean, there's some films clearly that are, you know, front runners, and I think there are some front runners in this, you know, in, in this set of nominations. But I'm just going to give you my opinion on it, and I'll wish I'll wish you the best with your own individual Oscar picks, and we'll be anxious to hear how <laughs> how it goes for you. <laughs> yeah. um, so in alphabetical order, here are the Best Picture nominations: um, The Father. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. So, um, again, as I've previously podcasted about, some of these I've, I have already seen. Uh, uh, most rec- the, the two most recent films I've seen, which were the, I guess, you know, I had two and a half to watch last time I reported on this. So, Mank. Which has been on Netflix for for um, a few months. I watched half of it and and was, you know, I guess I hate to admit it, but I just I really wasn't uh, very compelled by the film. Um, anyway, I finally forced myself to watch the second half of Mank, and then I saw uh, Promising Young Woman, which I I uh, rented on Apple iTunes and The Father which I also rented on on Apple iTunes. Supposedly, The Father is still available to see in theaters. I couldn't find it in my market, so I just kind of had to bite the bullet and um, and, and rent it because I just wanted to make sure I saw it before before the Academy Awards. Um, all these films, and I've got again, information on the podcast notes on, on my blog, but most of them are available now on streaming service. Uh Oh, uh, or also, uh, Cinemark is is, uh, and I think other theater chains might be participating in this again. I guess it's uh, we'll see, better. are are showing some of these? If I mean all of these Best Picture nominees uh, in their theaters this uh, up, you know, up uh, in anticipation of the Academy Awards. Again, I couldn't find all of the t- titles. One of the issues really just, you know, as a, as a little side note, um, Cinemark Theaters in, in my market in Salt Lake City, uh, m- most of them are really only open on the weekends right now. They're open on, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which makes sense, you know, just given the limited crowds and, you know, they're trying to, you know, stay in business. Um and so that I wondered if that was affecting, you know, why I couldn't find the, that the father was going to be screening. It could have been user error on my part, but anyway, um, just as a quick rundown on, on 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 all these films now that now that now that I've I've seen them. So the father, um, you know, it's it stars Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Anthony Hopkins is is, uh, I mean, in real life he is you know elderly. Or or Alder. In this case, he plays a man who's um, really going into s- severe dementia uh, and or Alzheimer's. And Olivia Colman plays his daughter. And uh, it's very interesting the way they the way they've done this film in that um, it mostly just kind of takes place in a in, in a flat in London, and uh, you don't necessarily know I who's whose perspective you're seeing, if you're seeing what's going on with, with, within Anthony Hopkins mind or what's going on within his daughter's mind, or perhaps some other people that are, that are involved in the, in the film. It's very well made. And I can understand why, why I got the best picture nomination. And frankly, I would be very surprised if, I mean, I think Anthony Hopkins is, 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 you know, his performances is, is definitely Academy award worthy. Um, I think he's going to be up against, you know, Chadwick Boseman, who, uh, who, uh, was in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is a, a film that's, that's playing on Netflix. Anyway, that was probably the, anyway, Front Runners, I digress. The father was excellent, hard to watch, particularly if you've had a loved one have that had to, that's had to go through that, um, you know, as they age, um, but anyway still you know a very a very compelling and well-made film Judas and the Black Messiah uh which is one I previously talked about but it's it's also you know an ex- excellent film um about the history of the of the Black Panthers uh and uh, I you know can see why I got nominated I I really enjoyed it so Mank is next you know Mank Mank is about the, uh, the 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 writing of the film Citizen Kane, and uh, Herman Mankiewicz was the screenwriter, and in this film, um, you know Mankiewicz or, or, or Mank is played by Gary Oldman, and it's in its own way a bit of an homage to Citizen Kane. I was told by by a good friend that. Uh, he heard it. I think it might have been the actress Amanda Seafried, who, who plays a char- character in the film, recommended watching Citizen Kane before you watched Mank, and 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 it, it would it would increase your appreciation of both films. So Mank was directed by David Fincher, who's I think a very good director, and a very stylish director, um, filmed in black and white with high definition cameras and, and, and so the cinematography of it is really quite striking. It probably, I probably actually would have liked it more, being able to able to see it on the big screen, um, versus just on my TV. Uh, again, I thought it, it really, the cinematography really was impressive. And again, a lot paid a lot of homage to citizen Kane, uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, I just never really got compelled by the story, even though it's about a screenwriter. Um, so maybe someday I'll have to try to watch it again. Maybe I can see it on the big screen or something and give it another shot. But of all of the of all of these films, Mank for me is at the bottom of the list. Um, not you know not my favorite. Um, Minari, on the other hand, was stunning. I thought. Um, Minari, and then the next Nomadland; those are probably my two favorites, and and I think those are the two front runners for a best picture. Um, I really, I really loved both of those films. Um, Promising Young Woman, which you know is the other one that I that I um watched to kind of round up round up uh the, the the list, was really um rather stunning. I mean it's it's a very uh it's a very grown-up a film for grown-ups. Um it's it's a uh, and 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 a tough it's a tough subject matter. Um it's it's a uh, it's written and directed by Emerald Fennel, and I believe that this is Emerald's first uh this is her directorial debut too. Um, but it starts Carrie Mulligan as a as a young woman who, who was traumatized um, by by uh, by the rape of, of her friend, one of her friends, and 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 it wrecked her friend's life, and it, and it ends up wrecking this woman's life too. And she she uh, she was in medical school. And she dropped out to the Carrie Mulligan character dropped out of medical school. Um, and just starts working at a coffee shop and seeks out vengeance against those who, who um, uh, did some horrible stuff to her friend and, and to the men specifically who did this stuff to, to her friend. And so it's, you know, it's a very timely piece with, with, uh, you know, Me Too and a lot of the, aware, uh, additional awareness and, and, uh, that, that's, that's happening in, in our, our society today. And, uh, you know, again, a hard film to watch, but, it, you know, I mean, for, for me, it was kind of breathtaking in how, uh, how compelling it was and, and how striking, how striking it was. Um, and again, what happens is I won't give anything away, but, but, uh, you know, it's definitely R rated, but, but, uh, you know, but if it's, if something that, 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 that works for you, I, you know, promising a woman is, it was really, really a very, very good film. Uh, and then I had already seen, you know, seen Sound of Metal and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Both of, both of which are very good. And The Trial of the Chicago 7 is you know, written, written and directed by Aaron Sorkin and, and very classic era Aaron Sor- Sorkin um, with, with the structure and with the dialogue and great performances, et cetera. Sound of Metal, though, really takes you on an emotional journey and I'm still incredibly impressed with it. It'll be interesting to see what what it wins. I hope it does win, definitely wins. Definitely win some technical awards because, you know, as I as I mentioned to in the, about this in the past, but uh, Sound of Metal uh, uses a lot of really interesting sound design techniques. So in many parts of the film, you're you know it's about a man who's got hearing loss, or who gets you know who 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 progresses through through hearing loss and. uh it's it's really fascinating i mean it's it's it really i think it's a film that would provide a lot of sympathy or empathy um and uh anyway and a terrific performance by riz ahmed in the in the leading leading role but um uh so anyway that rounds it up so again as a summary uh uh, if I, you know, for my Oscar pick, I think you know on my "quote unquote" ballot, uh, I am going to pick Nomadland for Best Picture, but but if Minari wins too, I I I'd be I'd be um, thrilled as well. So good luck with your Oscar picks. I hope you enjoy the Oscars on April twenty fifth and. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to hearing how uh, how you chose to uh, celebrate and enjoy, and enjoy the evening. All right, I'm a little delayed in this, but the movie of the week this week is a great action movie from the 90s. It's Speed, uh, starring Keanu Reeves, uh, Sandra Bullock, and Dennis Hopper. Uh, as you may recall, it's centered around this bus, this public bus. A bomb gets put on it, and it's, the bomb's going to go off if the bus goes below 50 miles an hour. So Sandra Bullock is driving the bus. Keanu Reeves plays a cop uh, that's, you know that's on the case, and uh, it is just one great action piece after another. Um, it's directed by Jan Bont, And this was his first debut, his de- directorial debut. And he went on to make some, you know, not so great movies. But this one uh, is just, a, is just a, so much. It, it's so entertaining and so thrilling and so exciting. I haven't watched it for years. So I just thought it would be, it could be really uh, a, a fun thing to recheck out again, and and uh, and provide some entertainment. So, um, so uh, I hope you'll watch Speed. I'm I'm planning to uh, rent it. I don't own it, so I'll just rent it off of a streaming service, and and uh, I'm really excited to <laughs> check check it out again. And uh, again, uh, enjoy the wild ride. Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Again, links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Links are also on the blog. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Movies P-A-P, as in past and present. As always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be safe out there and dedicate yourself to the truth.